Hello, welcome back to Division One Rejects, episode 106. Our guest today, one of the newest Division One Rejects athletes, that's Preston Smith. The wide receiver from Davenport will be joining us here in just a couple minutes. If you are watching on YouTube, use the timestamps. Fast forward to that part of the episode. I had a great talk with him. Uh, also, another couple of great topics today as uh, Kay gets a good yawning over there in the chair. Yep. How are we feeling? Energized, awake. Yeah. Uh, uh, all that. <laughs> Today is June 26th as we're recording this. Uh, only a couple topics today. The big one in the lower levels of college football world, Finley University in Finley, Ohio, I believe. I think so, I think yeah. so. They've got a brand new turf field uh, that was just released by the Finley Oilers Athletics account that we're going to take a look at. Um, if anybody knows much about Finley, you know that they play on a shared high school field right now. Mm -hmm. Doesn't look like this will actually be a game field for them, just a practice field. Well, so, yeah, I mean, very interesting. I don't think it's a game field. It's not even. It's not even a full field. Yes, I have a hundred yards. Yeah, well, it, it is a hundred, but you well, need the end not, zones. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. But we're gonna take a look at that one. So stick around for that. Um, also, reportedly, the Jets are the only the ones getting hard knocks. There are four teams right now technically eligible for hard knocks. The Jets being one of them, and the HBO show can force it on any of them. I guess the NFL technically would impose it um, on these teams. All of which have said, hey, we don't really want it. So, sounds like the Jets are going to get it. We'll talk about it. But as always, you can watch this episode on YouTube. Like I said, do not forget about the timestamps. You can listen pretty much anywhere else. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Follow us on Twitter, D1 underscore Rejects. And Instagram at Division One Rejects to see highlights from the show. We're getting sent out some of the gear for our D1R athletes. Just started today. So, you might be seeing some of the guys getting some of that stuff. Those packages um, soon on the socials. And then, I don't have a camera. But we will be posting... Our new sponsored athletes will be getting their images up on the wall here in the studio. Definitely be posting some updates about that. But on that note, let's get to the conversation with one of our newest athletes, that being Preston Smith. Joining the show tonight, a receiver from Davenport University, where he was top five in receiving yards per game in the GLIAC last, this past fall, third in receiving touchdowns, one of the newest members of the D1R Athlete Project. It's Preston Smith. What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? I'm great. Because we got you on board. I'm pumped. I was just saying before we got going, dude, like, you sent in your application. We'll talk about your story here in a little bit. But you read that. It speaks for itself. That's what we're trying to be all about. Um, and I mean, to go with that, you're just a dude. Like, on the field, you see the numbers. You have the production. And, you know, you go through that knee injury. And that's, that's me, dude. I've had two ACLs now. And I just, I sympathize with that right away. So, you were definitely someone I was excited to get on the show, but also just excited to kind of bring into the to the project, man. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. Uh, you know, the the knee injury is recent, so yep, uh, and it's my second one. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's a it's a journey, and I'm still on it right now. So, yeah, no, you ain't, you ain't got to tell me, man. Shoot, I'm coming off the my second surgery, and I'm like seven, eight months out doing a little lift up here just last month in the dome. And I hear a pop, and now I've got to tear my medial meniscus. And you're like, dude, like, yeah. someone, I think someone told me the other day, they're like, universe is trying to tell you something. I said, well, guess what, man? I ain't trying to listen. Not to man. one word. That's just what it is. Um, but like I said, glad to have you join us as a sponsored athlete. What was it that, uh, you know, made you want to come on and, and be a part of this? Um, I, I see what you guys are doing. Like, y'all, it's easy to go for. Um, the guys that are D1 that has all the uh, pub publicity yep. and um, all of the followers and everything else. But you guys are like specifically targeting um, D2 guys, underrated guys, 
um, guys with a story that can inspire others that are um, D2, D, D3, and I, everything all over. Yeah, 100%. And I just talked about the backstory a little bit before, and you gave me kind of the spark notes in your application when you sent that in, and that was just like, that's moving stuff, dude. So I just wanted to, I guess, first of all, just give you the floor and like share as much of that as, uh, as you're comfortable with because I think a lot of that stuff and the adversity that you faced – um, and the outlook that you have now on the other side of it, I think is really powerful stuff. So, man, wherever you want to start, this is the floor is yours. Um, so basically high school, my junior year, I had a great start to my season. Um, and like fifth game of the season, uh, I tore my ACL and had to sit out for the rest of that season and then went into so with me recovering from that injury, I didn't get to go to camps, didn't get to uh, like get exposure or anything. So sat out, missed out on a lot. And then my senior year had a decent year um, and didn't get the offers I wanted. Uh, so I ended up going to a JUCO. Uh, and then while transitioning to college, my brother ended up passing away. And then uh, my other oldest brother, I got sick and uh, diagnosed with lymphoma or whatever. And mentally for me, I just couldn't take it. Uh, being away from home, I'm very family oriented. I like to be around my family a lot. So with everything going on and not being able to be with my family, it was it was taking a toll on me. So I ended up having to move back home in the middle of the season. Um, if, if I didn't, I was just going to be damaging myself. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was almost like, I, I felt like I was depressed at the time. Like I couldn't sleep, couldn't do anything. So um, I ended up going home, uh, being able to be with my family and stuff. And and I still have my dream. Like I, I want to play football. I want to make it to the next level. That never stopped. So uh, during the off season, I, I worked, I worked out non, literally nonstop. Uh, I worked with Wild Out Tech. That was mainly, uh, the 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 process that I was going through, I, I worked out with them every under every Sunday, Rising Stars and Wild Out Tech, and then uh, I don't know if you know who Rising Stars is, but oh yeah, um, we've had uh, we've had Win, we had Win on the show, and uh, yeah. yeah, we've all throughout connected. I got you. Yeah, so I, I worked out with him, and uh, Coach Postma from Grand Valley came down, okay, and he was asking about me or whatever, and decided to have me up for a visit or whatever. They ended up. Uh, showing interest or whatever and then offering me and then towards the end when it was close to me going up there like officially um after i committed they ended up taking the uh scholarship away Man. so uh, uh i had to sit out for another year and uh because all your eggs were kind of in that it sounds like all your eggs kind of in that basket right that was yeah. what you had planned on and that happens to happens to a lot of guys it's tough yeah i uh I went up there on my visit for a game and I fell in love with it. Like the, the atmosphere, the field, the, the campus, everything that came with it, they have it all. So, um, so when they, when, after I committed and then they ended up taking my, my scholarship away, I, I was down like bad. I was crying all of that. Like, yeah, it was bad. So, totally, man, I get you. uh, so yeah, uh, a few weeks later, my, one of my friends called, me uh that was going to adrian college and uh they were like shit you you basically aren't going anywhere else you might as well you might as well come here get some film and then you know, do what you do after that and 
at the time, I was just like, hey, ain't got nowhere else to go. So uh, ended up going there. I played one season there, and then uh, I was offered by Quincy and a few other schools, a few D2s and uh, like one D1 school. Um, I chose Quincy and uh, left the right after the season. And then they told me that uh, that if I stayed at if I stayed at Quincy, that I'll be ineligible for uh, that following season. Really? Be because I wasn't at Adrian for a full uh, a full year. OK, like an so, academic year. Yeah. Yeah. So so they were like, you can either go back and uh, and and go back for one more semester and then be fully eligible when you come here or um, stay here, sit out for a season, and then you'll be eligible the following year. Damn. Yeah. I didn't want to sit out anymore. It's already no, no yeah, way. I sat out for two years prior. Yeah. So um, so I ended up going back to Adrian and by that time it was it was the fall again. So uh played that season, got more offers after that, and um uh went home, worked out, went to a few camps or whatever, and uh came up to Davenport. Uh they were one of the schools that offered me and instantly uh I fell in love with the school. I fell in love with the coaches, the atmosphere, everything. Uh Coach Spark. He he's he's a great dude. Like for sure he can he can talk to you. Like uh knows how to move a room. And uh he he would tell me like his their agenda is not to lose. Like they are they're building a program here to to win it all, not just to win the GLIAC, like to to win the whole the yep. whole shebang. So um, I want to win and I see people that, that want to win around me. So that's ultimately what, what made me come here. And we did, we won last I'm gonna year. say you've, yeah, I mean, you may have not won the whole thing yet. Right. But you've certainly yeah. taken like a very large step in that direction. So, you know, obviously hats off to you guys, two of those coming against us. So yeah, whatever that is, what it is. But you had three games last year, uh, over 100 yards receiving, and it just felt like, at least just from an outsider's perspective, you know, you just at any moment, right? It could just be a couple big time catches, and then that's all that happened. So that first game, Truman State, huge win for you guys, by the way. You go to Truman State, they ended up having a what, like an eight and three season or something along those lines. They had a really good year. You guys go yeah. in there, edge that win out by one point. Uh, you have over 100 yards in that game. What did that do for your confidence personally? You talked about sitting out and you've gone through this whole tumultuous journey to finally get to Davenport to be here. And then you go out in that first game and you just have this electric performance. And more importantly, you guys end up winning that one. Uh, For me, I don't know. I, I didn't have jitters at all. It was like, <laughs> I love that. I love it. It was, it was a, like a get back thing for me. Like, oh, yeah. uh, I want it all. Like I'm, I'm, I don't know. When I play now, it's like I got a chip on my shoulder because uh, I think about all of the the opportunities that I missed about like not being able to go D one, not all the schools that passed on me, GV, like everybody that that looked past me. So when I step out on the field, it's it's like I'm here. I'm ready to work. So and, and I want your neck. I'm here. I'm yeah. not playing no games. Nothing. So um, that was a hot a hot game. <laughs> but um, it was fun though, for sure. It was the first game out at, at the D two levels, uh, way more competitive. 
And for sure, my body was beat up after those games. For I sure. bet, dude. Hey, screw one chip, by the way. You got like, I don't even know how many at this point. You talk about a chip on your shoulder, man. You got a pile. All right. Yeah. And you carry it. I, I respect it. Now, how about the team conference? We're talking about you guys, the Panthers, as far as last season's go, the season goes, coming out there and a team that obviously you guys were 100% bought in. You have these expectations. But again, from an outsider's perspective, I'm not in the building with you guys. Davenport's kind of a wild card, especially when you yeah. add in all the transfers that you guys had last year. Just didn't know if you guys can be able to gel and put it all together. What was the team confidence like after that first big win on the road? Um, so. I forgot what day uh, the GLIAC media day was, but that's usually when they released the the rankings of the, the preseason. Yep, I got you. And we had a meeting after that day, like when our coaches got back up on campus and all of that. We were ranked last in our conference. Yeah. So um, instantly we had that meeting and everybody saw that we were ranked uh, eighth, I believe. Um, and, and that's what put the chip on everybody's shoulder um it was like go in and we know we're not last so so show it and um and with everybody being on campus in the summertime we we had a lot of time to build up chemistry and and just gel together and I think like talking to guys that was on the team before me that that's what they were telling me uh it was like really segregated and and not really gelled together uh the years before so I think that was the biggest thing this year. Yeah, I feel you. Now, what'd you do to get guys to buy in and be on campus? Because for a lot of guys, they have, you know, not everyone is so determined to just do that work and put it in every day. And it's a lot. It's a lot to ask from guys. So how do you get guys to show up and really be bought in on campus in the summer? Um, Just being motivated, honestly. Like, if if you wanna, want the chance to make it to the next level, you got to work. If you want to, if you want to win and beat the best teams in our conference and in other conferences, win the Natty, like you have to work. So that's mainly what they preach over here. And uh, it was dang near mandatory. Like, like if if we're gonna do it, then we got to do it. Everybody has to be here. Everybody got to put work in. And and really, it was like everybody was here. It was surprising to me because, um, like for us, we don't have uh meal plans and stuff in the summer like uh our cafeteria and all of that is closed yeah throughout the summer so it's like you gotta get a job you gotta uh find food for yourself basically and and everybody was able to do it yeah like, it's tough you're on your own man and when we had when we had connor near on here a couple weeks ago and i asked him what the biggest difference was you know going from ferris now he's at oklahoma and he's like man we're eating like kings like this shit is no man, joke I thought, I thought, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Imagine that, bro. He's talking about bringing Tupperware and bringing home a meal, and they got this times every day. You just pop in, pop on in, get yourself a little meal, and get you all fueled up, man. That'd be something. But, no, you're 100% right. That's a big deal. And guys got to have jobs. They, It sounds cliche. You got to put bread on the table, food on the table. But, like, dudes yeah. need to, especially these, these college guys who might not have a lot of money to their name at this point in their lives. It's really tough. So, um, let's talk a little bit more about that run that you guys went on. Obviously, very impressive, um, albeit some very close games down the stretch. But the thing was, you guys always found a way to be on top, right? And that yeah. is a testament to a strong team. Um, and not something I would usually attribute to a team like you guys where you're very fortunate to be around some, each other in the summer. But with all these different new pieces and new faces, that's not something you, you would usually think of, right? And how are you able to get these guys together and be on that same page because when it came down to it, fourth quarter, 
last minute drive, whatever, everyone seemed to be, at least again, from my perspective, clicking on the same page. Uh, I don't know. It was tough. Like you said, like people coming in, uh, like Cy Barnett was one of the guys that came in, uh, absolutely. He had to be fun to play um, alongside. Shit. Yeah. He came in, uh, literally two weeks before first game. Damn. Are you serious? Yes. So, uh, so he came in, learned the playbook. All of the receivers were like, like, what is this? Like, what's going on? Like, you know, he, he's a, he's a good dude or whatever. So, so he came in and and was instantly like a a threat to others. Of course. So, so um, but he came in. He worked. He 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 did not come in expecting to like be a one or anything. He put in work and and he earned everything he got. And um, and man, like when we when we got on the field during game day, all of that, it was like he's been playing with us since he was a freshman. Like That's it was awesome. crazy. So I don't know. It was. I don't know. I think Sparky <laughs> and everybody, they did a good job recruiting guys that, that jail with others instead of like getting guys that like, I'm that dude. And, and it's all about me. That's big. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's super important. It's hard to judge that too sometimes. Definitely. But um, the energy over there, when you guys are going on this streak, right, you're winning these games. It's like one after another, you just find a way late. But at the end of the day, you have those two looming on the horizon towards the end of the season. It was literally just the last couple of games for you guys, Ferris and Grand Valley. What was the attitude, especially for you? You've already heard a little bit about your backstory. Talk about personally, but also the team, the attitude heading into those two. I mean, the just the Andy and everything had to just be so electric and upped over there. Uh, so first, we when we play SAG, uh, that was our first like pivotal game, in my opinion. That's that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, uh, we played them and it was like if if they beat us, then they still had uh chances to go to the playoffs. And if we beat them, then we were like we felt like we were solid, like we were gonna be straight. Um, so that was a great game. And then I was matched up with Nick the entire game. Oh yeah. And uh, and that was that was just fun all in itself. And and then and that game ended, we won by one. And then uh, the Ferris game, we already knew that it was going to be like a lot of hype over it, just because we're we were eight zero at the time, and I think they were seven and one. But yeah, they had the one loss to GV, but still, it was like yeah, they're the defending champs. Yeah, so so it's like it's a big thing. Like uh, we got to come in. We already knew we had to come in and, and, and set the tone and set it early, or it was going to be a long game. So um, going into it, I think we we did a great job, especially defensively. We did a great job holding them the whole game. I mean, the whole first half, and then it just it just the weather and and everything else just. Uh, That's their type of ball, man. Yeah, that so, is their type of ball for sure. Yeah, and and then at the same time, it's like uh, they have the experience of being in those type of games, and that was like one of our first games uh where it's like we're in that type of atmosphere because you know yeah. they're not davenport's not used to being in games like playoffs uh all of that all of that yeah. that goes itself so that's real no that's that's super real because ferris has gone on these runs man and they're in those high pressure high stakes moments and 
those type of snaps, those experiences are just invaluable when you talk about even even though this is a regular season game. Yeah. But you talk about the implications this had as far as playoff hopes and everything go, and, and you, I think you're spot on. Now, you guys did still make the playoffs, which was a huge yeah. accomplishment in itself to be, you know, to have three teams in one league make the playoffs with Saginaw being almost a snub, uh, yeah. the fourth team, because you got, what, Indy was ranked number eight. They come in there into Sag's house and get thumped, and you're like, this is, this is it, man. So yeah. that was obviously awesome for you guys. But now looking back on it on the other side retrospectively, what was the difference, and where do you think you guys need to make – not that it has to be one area, but if there was, what is the difference, and where do you need to make that jump to, uh, to take that next step? And, you know, you guys have that experience now. What is it like this year? Um, I think it's our mentality. And, okay. uh, like, last year was our first year with our uh, offensive coordinator, and he did a great job last year. So now we have a, a full year under our belt. Um, we got a full year with me, Jason, and all of the other guys. We got Myron Harris that, that came in yep. um, from Wayne. And, and just so many more pieces that, that are here now. And, and, and we all have the same goal. So um, I think now it's just putting it all together at the yep. end of the day. And, and, not making those uh, rookie mistakes. Like I feel like some of the games that we played in were close because we made a lot of rookie mistakes. So yeah. it's just, just pulling away and, and running off with it from jump rather than playing around with teams and, and staying in it until the last second. Yeah. I think that'll so. be a great test for you guys and a testament to how much you improve. You look at those games and how does that win differential change this year? Right? Like you guys were at Wayne state and it took a, I believe, a last-minute touchdown, like almost right at the end of the game for you guys to pull that one out against a team like Wayne State that with the run you guys were on, you're like, okay, yeah, they're probably going to roll over them. No, mm -hmm. like that thing was just down to like a nail-biter. So yeah. I think I'm with you. I think that'll be a really good test for you guys to see how does that win differential change, and that's what the best teams do, right? They beat the teams they're supposed to beat, and mm -hmm. they do it handily, and they don't leave any doubt. And that's something that you guys can certainly do. Um, the record was certainly there last year. But like you said, there's always room for improvement. But let's talk about you a little bit more, though. You go down with that injury of out of all games, the Grand Valley game, right? Yes. Just brutal. And yes. what went through your head in the moment? Did you know immediately? Or how about when you found out? Um, I knew immediately because yeah. I've done it before. Exactly. Um, so I, I already knew, but I still wanted to go back out there. I, I asked, they took me to uh, the training room and I asked for a brace. And I was just like, just give me a brace and, and I'm going to go back out there. We're good. And they kept walking away from me, like like trying to keep secrets. And, and so they wouldn't let me go back out there, basically. Yeah, and, that's. Yeah, but it was uh, first quarter when it happened and I was I was pissed. So, uh I don't even know. I have a, yeah, a bigger chip on my shoulder this year. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just letting it, letting it ride. I got a lot of energy stored up and, uh, I'm gonna wait. Yeah. I'm gonna be I feel you. Now, how do you deal? I think everyone kind of handles it differently. I think the first 24 or 48 hours is like really significant after a major injury or whatever, how you respond to that. Do you have any way of something you resort to or something that you, uh, that you do to kind of handle because there's just so many emotions, right? And that comes with everything. I think injury is just a great example of that. Is there anything you yeah. do or any way that you handle that specifically? 
Um, no, I honestly, I I feel like I handled the first few months pretty well. Like, uh, um, I was really positive, like the day after, um, and only day that I feel like I got sad was, uh, the playoff game. Like when they play for, yeah. So I, I felt like I let the team down, not being able to be, be a part of that and, and help out. So that was my only thing where I, I broke down. But other than that, um, my whole process has been pretty smooth and and it's just a few days here and there where I, I, I'll get a little wishy-washy. With and that's totally allowed, dude, and it's totally normal. I think that's the thing that people forget. <clears throat> like, I don't know anyone who has gone through something like that and just been this glass, totally full attitude every day. And if they, they don't, first of all, they don't exist. I was going to say if they do exist, they don't. Fuck that. Yeah. They don't. There's nobody. They, that person does not exist. Right. Yeah. So I think it's important to recognize like that is 100 percent normal. And yeah. anyone who says that's not the case is spitting bullshit. That's all it is. Yeah. So totally respect you for for saying that. Um, but now yeah. you're on the other side of it. And even if you're maybe not back to 100 and 110 percent, whatever it is, where do you feel you're at physically, but also more importantly, mentally and getting confidence back? Where do you feel like you're at in, the, in that regard? Uh, I honestly, I feel, I feel better than I was before. Good. Um, when I first started running, uh, I felt rusty, but that didn't take too long for me to get back to feeling like moving, like how I used to. And, uh, I don't know, like a lot of not being able to run and stuff. I I was doing a lot of upper body, um, core and stuff like that. So I I for sure got stronger. And, I see some and, dudes get top heavy doing all that now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they hurt their I, leg all of a sudden their bench press goes up 30 pounds and their legs are just getting smaller and smaller. That's damn near how I am right now. I'm I'm this month and next month I'm focusing on all legs. Oh yeah. So so uh yeah, right now I'm I'm just uh being patient and uh trying to be smart because you know uh if I do if another injury comes, then it could jeopardize my future. So totally um, it's like you've got my little script up here because that's what I wanted to finish on, man. Your future. Um, I'm assuming that's that future. The goal is to play at the next level, to try and have some professional aspirations. Am I correct? Yeah. So uh, it's crazy. Like, I don't even know this. This whole journey that I've been on, uh, being at Adrian, being at all my other schools, I, I've been good or whatever. But I never got any conversations about the NFL, never got yep. any uh never had anybody contact me or anything and until I got here um uh I don't know if it was Sparky or or just I don't know God um but I've been getting a lot of attention and uh recognition for everything and it's it's been like kind of surreal like I, I still can't believe it now um yeah. I don't know when the day will be when I'm like uh, um, when the opportunity uh, presents itself, right? Like, yeah, the real, like, tangible opportunity. I think that's, like, you, you kind of said it. It's a representation, a testament to the system they have with Sparky and, and that coaching staff and the way that they can connect guys with at the next level and the way they prepare you. But also, you just got to go out in the damn field and, and do it and put up the yeah. numbers and have the production. And so yeah. you've certainly done done that as well. But uh, on the other side of things, uh, I don't – I should have done my research. Did you get your degree from Davenport? 
Uh, not yet. This year, I will be. This in year, in what? In the fall. In the fall. No, no like, what do you? What's management. the degree in? <laughs> sports management. Sports yeah. management. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. I yeah. was just. I'm always just curious about that because, I mean, shoot, you know the stats just like everyone else does, but I don't even bring them up because if you're too busy focused on the stats, then. You know, yeah. that's effort and attitude and, you know, all kinds of energy you could be putting into something else, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, Preston, my man, a lot of respect to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Excited uh, to have you on board here. And uh, you're going to have some big stuff here in the future. I'm excited to see you back out on that field this fall, man. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Of course, dude. We'll be in touch, right, brother? Yep. See ya. Yep. Appreciate Preston coming on. Now, the piece for today. And, Kate, I guess I should say, too. You, the part you with missed with uh, with Preston. Playing in high school, after junior year, tears ACL. I'll give you the spark notes. Tears ACL, right? And then kind of has a decent senior year. Sounds like he's going to go to Grand Valley. Commits. And then right at the end, they take his money away. Take a scholarship away. Right, your time is the other day. Yeah. And then after that, goes Juco. Brother passes away. Other brother gets diagnosed with lymphoma. Goes oh home. God. Yeah, goes home. And then... You know, trying to figure it out, ends up at Adrian, tries to go D2 to Quincy, doesn't have the eligibility, blah, 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 has to go back to Adrian, and then now is back at, is out at Davenport, and finally has, has kind of put the season together, but then obviously tore his ACL in that Grand Valley game. So the man has been through a lot, and he's a dog. He's definitely a player, so I'm That's excited crazy. to see him back out in the field. He had a, he had a great story. Yeah, I, rem- I remember playing against him last year. He's a good, he's a good player. Yeah, certainly really excited uh, to have him be a part of this, but... Um, the school that we wanted to talk about is Finley, Finley University, and their new facility. And like I said in the intro, Finley plays on a shared high school stadium right now. And this, it's a really nice high school stadium. I'll pull up a picture right here so we can take a look at it. Donnell Stadium is the name of it. But at the end of the day, it is still a high school stadium. So, okay, take a look at this guy right here. You can see it's Finley in the end zones. Like I'm assuming that is the uh, – you know, majority of the games that are played there are Finley, but also the high school, I guess they just get overruled. You don't get your name in the end zones. Hmm. Um, as far as high school stadiums go, it's a pretty nice yeah, one. it's really nice. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's really nice. I do believe uh, Ben Roethlisberger went to this high school, I want to say. You serious? Um, there was some big NFL alum. I want to say it was Roethlisberger. Could I have done a little bit more research? Yeah, but I visited here, and I remember seeing some type of plaque. Um, I know there's some, some big-time alum who have come through here, but – that is the current field where Finley plays all of their games. And this is not just a run-of-the-mill D2 either. Like, this is a really good squad in the GMAC who has had a lot of success uh, sure, in recent yeah. history. This stadium, Donald Stadium. They won, the, they won the conference championship two years ago. They did. Like, this team has had a lot of success. Um, and this stadium here was opened in 1928. Holy shit. Yeah. It's going on 100 years old. Yeah, and obviously, there's been renovations made, I would assume. That's like right on uh, the river there, too. You've seen the top right. It's like a river. There is. There's a little bit of water behind that. You're right. Um, now, the high school Trojans and the Univers- University of Finley Oilers, excuse me, they share the field. So the Trojans are the team. I don't know what high school that is. But it was provided and named after James C. Donnell. It seats uh, 7,500 people and is in the south end of Finley. Now, for Finley, for the football players, they have to actually like ride over there, which is I just think is yeah, never that's... great. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think it's just like a – not even – that's great, but I think it's just something that nowadays with recruiting even. You know, you gotta, oh, totally. You got to tell your guys you got to drive over to the field to practice. That's a right? big That's a big turnoff, like 100%. Um, but now we can take a look at the, again, this is not a new game stadium for the Oilers, but this is the rendering that was released on Twitter by the Finley Oilers Twitter account here. Yeah. 
And uh, you can see right there, the Dick Strom Champions Field. That is what has been announced. They're excited to uh, open this facility. It's going to be an 83,000-square-foot turf field in the heart of our campus. Now, I've never heard anyone describe a field by using square footage. Are they only doing this because it's not a full field? Is that the deal here? I, I just don't understand why they wouldn't just make it a full field. You know what I mean? There like, had I It's like, a little section, bro. Like, Well, there's obviously an existing building there, which certainly makes things difficult. Uh, but I know this field house. It just gives me the, terrible. Like, I just oh, hate looking at that. I know. It's so close, right? That's right. why. But this field house that's on the right side, I know they do a lot of their winter conditioning, and I think they even did some of their indoor practicing in that field house on the right side. I've been in that building. What so, is that guy? What did that comment say? Such a time here going from meetings to weight room. What's that? The comment on the bottom right. I was just looking at the comment. What did it say? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, it'll be interesting um, for sure. Now, reading some of the information about this, basically right in the heart of campus. So the the facility's location is certainly important. Um, I, I just. The 80,000 square feet, 83,000 square feet of turf is very interesting. Says utilized primarily by the football program will also serve as an auxiliary practice space for many of the department's 22 NCAA sponsored sports, but also utilized by the university's intramural programs, as well as various community organizations, including up so sports of Finland. Is it bigger than like wider than an actual football field or is it the same width and everything? Like I don't, that doesn't what's 83,000 square that, feet? Again, that, that the figure means nothing to me. Yeah. It's so odd. Yeah, so to me, that it looks like it's just a small logo, and I'm assuming it's the regular width of a football field. Because what advantage would that serve? Dude, I don't know. There's a freaking building in the left corner of the end zone, so I do not know. <laughs> and it's funny because it was very specific um, on here that they talked about there is an extra little space you can see in that back corner for extra like individual work and other things. So they're almost transplanting that back corner of turf and they've moved it into another section. Yeah, like, that's what are you going to do over there? <laughs> exactly. Long snap? <laughs> <laughs> they say here that over the past two months, 60% of the funds necessary have been secured. So it's always very interesting with these things is that they get these projects approved without actually having the monetary backing to yeah. follow through with them understandably so because a lot of the time you have to pitch the actual images to people to get them to cough up the money. Right. And I mean, it's just tough. It's tough for Finley fan. Like this is, this is certainly big. Um, no, don't get me wrong. It's huge. Like I was just thinking it must be the time for like literally every university ever to get a new yes facility or new turf, new everything. Think about it. That's like the new wave. It is. And I was talking to our mutual friend over at Finley about this. Guess what he said? He's never fucking heard of it. Really? He didn't even know it was a thing. Are you serious? One of our buddies plays linebacker over there, and he had no idea this was even in the works. So, like, this got to be years out. No. You would think it would be, right? You would think, oh, this thing must 2023. Not be. This thing is expected to be completed by the end of August 2023. So come fall, really, kind of towards the end of fall camp, this thing should be operational. The football team will probably be able to use it. Did you expect that? That's ridiculous. That is obscene. That's actually ridiculous. ridiculous. Wow. Um, I've got, let's see. I've got one more image here that I think I can pull up. That is just like an overhead view. Yeah, let's get a nice, let's get a nice, oh, great quality on that, huh, Kate? Mm -hmm. But there's the overhead view. To me, that just looks like a normal football field with that extra little section on the top there and just that 
jank ass left corner. It's so close, dude. It's just so like unpleasing uh, to look it's, at. Yeah, it's it's like not satisfying. Looks at like all. Nebraska, the state. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Um, it is actually kind of an interesting fact here. The field will be constructed by Maumee Bay Turf Center that operates out of Oregon, Ohio. I didn't know that was a city. Um, it's run by a 1991 University of Finley graduate, Brad Morrison. Hmm. So that's kind of uh, pretty interesting. This is a 100-yard turf facility. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. Goalpost in the north end zone. And here it says, the extra room for positional work in the northwest corner of the field. That's what we were we were talking about before. It will be lit. The, the facility will be lit. That is in the article here. No. It will be lit. Shit's going to be lit. Assuming I didn't see lights up here, but I'm assuming they're somewhere. <laughs> Is it lit like li like it's lit? The facility will be lit. As I'm assuming that means lights and not the other thing that we're thinking of. But <laughs> could be. No, I don't think this facility is lit. <laughs> but like we said, either way, big news for Finley. Good for the Oilers. Um, but just like not what you need. Like my only thing with this, you could be putting so much more. You could be putting this money towards an actual stadium. Right, somewhere. Like you're playing right. in high school. You, you know. are. And I do understand the benefit of having this, like you said, for the other 22 NCAA sports. Yeah. It's big, but nonetheless, still big for the Oilers down there. Now, moving on to NFL talk, we only have one real piece today to discuss, and that is Hard Knocks. And it sounds like here that the Jets, the New York Jets, are going to be the ones to be back, I should say, to be back on Hard Knocks. And Mark Sanchez, you can see Rex the face. Ryan, you can see the faces of last time that the Jets were on Hard Knocks. I'm trying to think. I forget what year that was. 2010. Was it 2010? It's right there. It does. There you go. <laughs> if, if I could read, then maybe yeah. we'd be all right. Get the, get the readers on, bud. Yeah, it's it's so small on my screen here, but uh, it's that's no excuse. The Jets are now bracing for their involuntary yeah. selection to Hard Knocks. Isn't the wording of that just hilarious? Like you're like, preparing for like, to, for impact. So dumb, dude. Just like, but like we said, so you know, with this situation, it's very unique because you know the teams that are eligible for Hard Knocks. We can take a look here at uh, what those teams are. Like Rogers on Hard Knocks, bro. Exactly. <laughs> so there you have it the kind of stipulations there the Jets the Saints the Commanders and the Bears are the only four NFL teams that can be forced keyword they're forced to do hard knocks this season the conditions by the NFL to be able to force a team that is teams who have not made the playoffs in the past two years they have to uh, be without a new head coach the coach has to have been there before and they have not been featured on the show in the last decade so the Jets barely kind of making it out of that last piece of criteria there so the Jets are prepared to be selected. I, I mean, why wouldn't they be? Like, yeah. with Rodgers going over there, that's all the storyline they like, need. Like, you're not going to the Commanders, no offense. You're not going to the Especially Bears, with no the offense. Like, you could go to the Saints because, like, Jameis Winston, and, like, they have, like, personality. And, like, Sean not, Jamal gone. Williams is there again. That's true. And, like, like you know, but, like, the, the Jets make sense. Like, there's this, this hype around the Jets. I mean, Mr. Ayahuasca himself is yep. there. So, like. Just spoke at a psychedelic conference the other day. Yeah. Did you see he that? wants he wants people to t he wants people to that to open their eyes. No, he wants people that shit on him for lack of a better word to sh that shit on him that for t t that took it to go take it themselves and see how they feel. Yeah. What are his words? It's great advice. So there might be like a huge jump in ayahuasca sale or something. You know, <laughs> if there's like a stock in that. 
there is more than just ayahuasca, I'm sure. But, um, no, it will be interesting. I mean, the Jets, I thought I read they hadn't had a winning season in, like, 12 years. Something along those lines. Scary, if true. Yeah. Well, what was their record last year? The right, around, right around 500, weren't they? I mean, no? they were above 500 for the longest time, and they but shat the, the season away. That's what I thought. Yeah, they definitely didn't finish that way. No, they finished but a couple games, maybe they obviously, one game. They Michigan State trending talent. on Twitter. Nice. I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. Um, but... Well, that could be good or bad. Well, they just got uh, they just got uh, two four star twins and a four star uh, okay. corner yesterday. That's good. Stuff. And a four star running back the day before that. Damn, there you go. Um, but as far as the Jets go, they have the young, seemingly a young core with some really good talent of picks the last couple of years. They acquire some guys in trades. Um, then obviously Aaron Rodgers is the main storyline, and he brings over his baggage of assets with him, right? With guys like Lazard and other weapons offensively. So. I'm with you. It feels like the obvious choice. I don't really know if they can yeah. brace all they want. It sounds like they're probably going to end up with that. Yeah, it's... Buckle up. Yeah, it's coming. We, really, we should be the ones buckling up. Yeah. yeah. It's coming, though. Just be is, ready, New is York. The, is the in-season hard knocks, is that over with? That's a good question. I, I sure hope so, because... It doesn't seem... <sighs> it seems odd. I love the whole training. I, know, I couldn't aspect. buy into it, to be honest. No. It also could have been the teams, right? It was the Colts, and then it was who? The Cardinals? Cardinals, right? the Cardinals. yeah. They were shitty. Yeah. I think that might have been part of it too. It's the hard knocks. The show is fantastically produced, but at the end of the day, it only goes as far as the storylines and the athletes and the coaches. Yeah, like I'm sure, building. like I'm sure, like Cardinal fans loved it. Probably not because their team sucked. But like <laughs> the Colts yeah. fans probably hated it too because their team sucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I guess we were the only ones that liked it. But that's the thing: if they are sticking to this type of criteria, you can't have these superstar teams in there because mm-hmm. so our team now you're like. A team plays well to reduce this chance or take it out of the contention for hard knocks. It's like a motivator at this yeah. point. We're not on hard knocks the next yes. decade or two years. The next two years. Yeah, exactly. You get a buffer for making the playoffs. That's so funny. That means the lot. Well, and I didn't even bring it up earlier. The Lions were approached to be on hard knocks again and yeah. reportedly, reportedly, and turned it down. Yeah. Which I mean, I wouldn't want it again if I were the Lions. No way. No, no way. They, they so. did their due diligence. It's time. Their time to win now. You know Absolutely. I mean? like they're they're so done with the bullshit. They should have two years where they're not. People know. To be on hard people knocks. know what they're what what they're about at this point. Like, That's true. Yeah. There's gonna be some changes, but not enough to like a lot of the storylines will be the same. It just, yeah. Yeah. I think what probably happened there is that the Lions, the numbers for that, uh, like that series of hard knocks were probably off the charts. To be honest. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't. I feel like it's hard to especially like that. because it's like going into the season, people still have like the itch, you know, like for football yes. and like what's going yes. on. And then you get to end season and it's like, all right, well, I get to watch him play Sunday. I'm not gonna, you know, what I mean, like I'll just see what happens. Like especially if you're the Cardinals fan, you know, your franchise, your franchise quarterbacks hurt. You know, your team sucks. Your wide receiver, your star wide receiver is not playing. Yep. You know what I mean? Suspended. Like, no and also, it's shit. like. You're not actually watching the days leading up to Sunday. Like you're already when you're watching, yeah, you know weeks. what happens in the game. Yeah, it's weeks. You know, it's never it's never regular season, and you can't expect that from that crew. Like that would be borderline impossible right. to have a yeah. type yeah. of feature production like that produced before the game. That means, and their team is incredible, but they're not Jesus. <laughs> if Jesus knew how to edit videos, I don't know. I think it was his thing. Yeah, but well, yep. That's all we've got for today. Uh, tune in later this week. We've got a great episode from. Uh, I won't say the name. We'll leave it ambiguous. Yeah. But tune in. Another great guest later this TBA. week. Yes. Thank you for tuning in. Division One Rejects. Thrill.